Hello, I am Burt Green and this is the Burt Locker. This particular video is a quick hit casuals guide to UFC 285 headlined, obviously the, the return of John Jones facing off against Cyril Gunn at heavyweight. And your eyes are not deceiving you. That is Fox Mulder from the X-Files squaring up with one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, Brock Lesnar. That's right, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. How How's that taste? Bitter? Hard to get down? You, you don't like hearing it, but it is true. It is true. Brock Lesnar is one of the best. Uh, well, at least he was, historically. I just, I, don't know, I just like winding people up. Anyway, the point of this video is to do a quick, light-hearted run-through of the entire card. It's for casuals. Right, casual is thrown around as an insult in MMA forums and things and it shouldn't be because there's nothing wrong with casually enjoying like a sport the whole sport was built on casual fans hardcore fans ruin the sport all they do is bitch about fighter pay and illegally stream the events this is designed to give you quick hits on every single fighter down the card a little bit of information presented in a light way fast funny informative that's the point of this, just so that when you, you can watch the whole event and you can know a little bit about every single fighter so that you can get the most out of this pay-per-view, so you can get your money's worth. That sounds good. Stay with me for the Burt Locker Casuals Guide to UFC 285. Right, let's start off with the early prelims. We have got Camuela Kirk taking on Esteban Gringo Ribovics. Now, Argentinian Ribovics, we've got 5'10 playing, 5'10, 75-inch reach for Kirk. I'm kidding, they just haven't put his reach on there. So according to Sherdog, Kirk is a BJJ black belt. He got submitted by Damon Jackson, who looks like Trevor from GTA. Gringo is unbeaten, but mostly against nobodies. He has steamrolled every single one of them, 11 wins, all of them finishes. So I'm thinking that he's, since he's got six KOs, five submissions, he's gonna look to even that up, get the submission here. So that's as good a reason to pick him as any. Damon Blackshear versus Farid Basharat. 5'10 uh, plays zero again, because the stat makers haven't put the stats up. Uh, Blackshear went to a draw in his only UFC fight. So that's not a loss, but it's not a win either. He, leaks, he seems to like the submissions. He has eight of them on his record. Basharat is, that's not like Charlie from Always Sunny who bashes rats. His name is Basharat. That's a terrible joke. I'm, I am sorry. I'm not even sorry. Anyway, UK fighter, undefeated. He hasn't fought anybody of note or anywhere of note, honestly. He mainly gets submissions. So look, you've got two guys that like submissions in this one. I would say that Black here looks physically the stronger of the two. So for that reason, I'm going to go Blackshear by decision. Then you've got Jessica Pena versus Tabitha Ricci. Now five foot five plays five foot one. Now Tabitha Ricci is a pocket rocket. She is so tiny, but she's fantastic. She's one of my absolute favorites. She is a dime piece. Look at her. Beautiful. Uh, Pena is also not bad. To look. I'm, you know, I'm not saying one's better. I am. I love Tabitha Ricci. She, I love her. Tell her I have to go, but I love her. Anyway, Pena, black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, brown belt, judo, Ricci, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and Judo black belt. Plus, she's shorter, so her belt line is always going to be lower, which is going to help in those Judo transitions. So that is more better. I'm going to take Ricci by decision. 
mostly because she's my favourite and I like playing favourites. Uh, Mana Martinez versus Cameron Seyman. Seyman? Simon? I, I don't know how to pronounce that. South African kid, anyway. 5'10", plays 5'8", 3-inch reach for Martinez. Martinez is a striker predominantly. He's new to the UFC, has 8 knockouts. Um out of 10 wins, but none of them are in the UFC, so it's you take it with a pinch of salt. Cameron Salmon is the teammate of Dreykus Duplessis, so he's extremely good, a um, lot of hype behind him. Dreykus has a lot of positive things to say about him, so he's probably pretty good. Uh, I would say that his path of least resistance against a striker is going to be to ground him and get the submission, and he's perfectly capable of doing that, so that is what I would go for in that one. That's uh, in the bantamweight division, by the way. And then you've got Ian Muchado Gary against Song Kenan, the assassin. Uh, 170 pounds, welterweight division. Six foot three, plays six foot. Uh, three inch reach for Gary. Gary is the next Irish big thing. He's got tons of hype and he's pretty good, so fair enough. Song has zero chill. He just looks mad as all hell. He looks like he might be an assassin, like a legitimate assassin. Uh, Gary should win this, though. They're, just because your nickname's the assassin and you look angry as fuck doesn't mean that you're necessarily beating somebody good as good as Ian Gary. Uh, Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis, taking on Marc-Andre Barriot. Uh, this is in the middleweight division, 185. So six foot two plays six foot one, two inch reach for Barriot, who is the slight favourite. Marquez loves Taylor Swift and fair enough. Uh, he asked her out, he said he'd shave Taylor Swift into his, or get a tattoo or something along those lines. He loves Taylor Swift. Uh, he's Big, he's strong, he's pretty good everywhere. Barriot is solid everywhere, but he's not better everywhere than uh, Marquez, so I'm not quite sure why he's the favourite, to be honest. Uh, Marquez, by submission, head and arm choke, most likely. Uh, Vivian Araujo versus Amanda Hibas in the women's flyweights. Five foot four, plays five foot four, two inch reach for Araujo. Now, Araujo is good at BJJ, she's got solid hands as well, she really does. Whereas Hibas is Excellent at BJJ. Her striking can be a little bit clumsy. Uh, she leaves her chin out there. She submitted Paige Van Zandt, which is one of the bigger ones on her record, but that was on Paige's downward decline. Uh, Hebas by decision in this one would be my pick, just because uh, unless she stands with her out home, in which case she could get knocked out because she does leave her chin right out there to be hit. But I think it goes to the ground. She's probably uh, slightly better at getting the position, so I'll take her by decision in that one. Derek Brunson versus Dreykus Duplessis. AC. 185 pounds, middleweight division, six foot one plays six foot one, one inch reach for Bronson, who is the underdog in this one. Bronson has been around forever. Just when you think his career is done, he changes his hair to blonde and all of a sudden he's knocking people out all over the place. He's a division two NCAA wrestler with a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt under Henzo Gracie. That is high, that, that's a very good black belt under Henzo. And it's combined with the wrestling. It's just an, it's just a dangerous combination. Dreykus Duplessis, he is a phenom from South Africa. The S is silent and always he looks tired, but he's big, he's strong, he's good in every area. Like he's just got no real glaring weaknesses. However, this is a terrible matchup for Dreykus Duplessis. Even though Brunson is an underdog here, I think that his style is going to be kryptonite for Duplessis. We've not really seen Duplessis on his back too often. I think that much like the S in his name, Duplessis is going to be silenced after this decision loss to Derek Brunson. Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones in the bantamweight division. Five foot eight plays five foot seven. Four and a half inch reach for Jones. Now Cody, I feel bad for the guy at this point because he beat Cruz. I, I, I didn't really like him, but he beat Cruz. He, he did well. He got the bantamweight title and then he got his clock cleaned by EPO TJ Dillashaw. And since then his career has just 
been in a nosedive. He hasn't looked the same at all since his chin got taken away from him by a guy who's doped up to his eyeballs. It's like, okay, so yeah, he did his punishment, but Cody Garbrandt should sue the guy, honestly, because like because of TJ's cheating and knocking him out, he hasn't looked the same since, and his career has just plummeted. And you've got to feel bad for that dude at that point. But you know what? He's lost four of his last five by knockout, right? So look, luckily, Tevin Jones, I'm not saying he's a gimme fight, but he's not at the level that Cody Garbrandt has been fighting and getting knocked out by. So Cody should be able to find his way back in this one. Go take Cody Garbrandt to get the knockout. Main card, Bo Nickel, Jamie Pickett, middleweight division, 185 pounds. Bo Nickel is uh, six foot one playing, six foot two, seven inch reach for Pickett. Bo Nickel is a phenom D1 NCAA wrestler. Been wrestling since he was six years old. He's uh, been on the Dana White Contender Series. He looked absolutely sensational. Ridiculous takedowns. Fast transitions on the ground. His transitions on the ground are some of the fastest I've ever seen in MMA. His ground control is unbelievable. He's got a BJJ blue belt combined with his elite wrestling is a problem. Pickett is an MMA journeyman, really. He's likely to get handled here. He's the biggest underdog on the card. He can box, though, and he's got fairly decent hands. He's got knockouts on his record. So, look, you might want to avoid those hands if you can. Bo is likely going to avoid those hands by grabbing... It's no secret what he's going to do. He's going to grab a double leg. He's going to shove him down to the floor. He's going to get to side control. Then he's going to get to mount, and he's either going to attack the head and arm choke or wait until he's got the back to get the rear naked choke. Bo nickel by submission. Mateus Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. Five 10 plays six foot three six inch reach for turner gamrot is insanely good everywhere he's a former submission european champion uh so it's submission grappling tournaments he's solid striking he's he was in a fight of the year against uh Sarukian. he's very physically strong uh or see he's a southpaw he uses the inside leg kick really well he's just very very solid turner has pet tarantulas hence the nickname the tarantula i'm not sure if that helps him in the fight or not but it couldn't hurt uh he's very tall for the division he uses it well. Uh, he fights along very well. He's got a nice guillotine as well. He's very, very good. Both of these guys, for me, are the future of the division. Turner by TKO is what I'm picking. Not confidently, because Gamrot is likely to be stronger in the grappling exchanges. So if it goes into grappling exchanges, I would favour Gamrot. But I'm going to roll the dice on a TKO victory for Jalen Turner. Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov. 170 pounds, welterweight division. Now you've got 5'11", playing 6'1", two-inch reach advantage for Rachmanov. Jeff Neal has decent hands. They hawk, they call him hands of steel. He he does get knockouts most of the time. He looked great against Vicente Luque in his last fight. Rachmanov is the scariest guy in the welterweight division, without a doubt. He is the one that they're even keeping Hamzat away from because, honestly, I think that Rachmanov destroys Hamzat Chimaev. I think Rachmanov beats everybody in the welterweight division. That's how good I think this guy is. So it's no surprise that I think that he's going to beat Jeff Neal. It just depends how. So currently, Rachmanov is 16-0, eight submissions, eight knockouts. But last time, he got a submission, which leveled up his record to 8-8. Eight and eight. So I think he gets KO this time just because he wants to do things in some kind of order. So there you've got Valentina Shevchenko taking on Alexa Grasso for the strawweight title. Valentina Shevchenko obviously being the champion. Five foot five plays five foot five with a half an inch reach for Valentina. Now Valentina is the strawweight champion, defended seven times. She's the best in the division by a 
country mile. Nobody is on her level except Amanda Nunes, who is in the weight class above. So it's difficult in this division because nobody seems to be able to match Valentina Shevchenko. Grasso, she's a solid Mexican fighter. She really is. She's got very good boxing, a fast jab, good in and out, very nice speed. She's hauntingly beautiful as well. I absolutely do love her. She's got very dark eyes. She, she reminds me of that, that speech from uh, Captain Quint in Jaws. You know what I mean? Like black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Doesn't look like she's living at all. And you know what? She might not be living at all after Valentina Shevchenko deals with her because Valentina's going to beat her however she sees fit. I think she's going to get the submission because currently Valentina has eight knockouts, eight decisions, seven submissions. So to even that up to eight, eight and eight, Valentina is going to go for the submission. Then you've got the main event of the evening. Cyril Garn, John Jones in the heavyweight division. Six foot four, playing six foot four. Three and a half inch reach for Jones. Jones, the long time light heavyweight champion. Unbeaten, greatest of all time. There is no debate on that resume. He's going up to heavyweight to try and test himself against the current number one contender in the heavyweight division for the vacant heavyweight title. This is a phenomenal fight. Cyril Garn is a phenomenal heavyweight striker. We've not seen anybody like him in the heavyweight division, really. This light kind of sidestepping karate style in and out. Phenomenal speed. His speed scares the hell out of people. He turned... You know, he turned Francis Ngannou into a wrestler. That's how fast he is on the feet. Now, for me, this comes down to the fact that Jones is just too good. His fight IQ is too good. He's too good everywhere. I cannot pick against him. He, ha he is so good in every facet of MMA, right? He's going to basically... Ngannou showed terrible wrestling defense against Francis Ngannou, who is not a wrestler. John Jones started off as a wrestler and then became an elite striker. Jones goes back to his wrestling in this one. He gets Cyril Garn down to the ground and elbows his face into oblivion, getting the TKO knockout. And new heavyweight champion, John Bones Jones, number one pound for pound, greatest of all time. Just sign it all up, just write all the records up on the wall. Give them to John Jones because he's cashing in as the heavyweight champion of the world. And you put all those together on an accumulator, you're getting 1,335.84 to 1. That is a terrible bet. Never coming off in a million years. But that's my MMA scratch card because it's like a scratch card. Only you get to watch people bash each other in the face uh, whilst you're doing it. So yeah, uh, if you've enjoyed this content, please... Do me a favour, hit subscribe, that'd be wonderful. Uh, we'll see how all these uh, fights pan out next week, and I'll do a recap of them. Until then, keep all those odds long and those bets terrible.